Welcome to Inside Out. Without prejudice or boundaries, this space is for raw and vulnerable conversations surrounding health, mental well-being, relationships, parenthood, and so much more. Our goal is to deliver a conversation that will educate and empower you through shared experiences told by inspiring and relatable guests. My name is Chris. I'm a wife, mum, and stepmom who is on a personal journey that cultivates a life of alignment and intention. I hope these conversations encourage you to do the same. Let's dive deep into today's episode. started I just want to let you know that I have some really exciting guests coming up over the next couple of months and these conversations seriously just keep getting better and better so please make sure that you've hit subscribe to ensure that you don't miss out on these upcoming conversations so joining me today on Inside Out for episode 18 is former Miss Universe Australia model presenter health coach and wellness advocate Tegan Martin Tegan is a force firmly sitting in the driver's seat of her life and in this episode opens up about her career her hardships with her health and her ongoing discovery surrounding spirituality. Tegan gives us insight into her time on national television, participating on both Celebrity Apprentice and I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Tegan also dives into how the law of attraction and manifesting is making waves in her life right now and she shares how you can inject intuitive guidance into your life. I hope that you enjoyed this very special conversation. Hey Teagues, thanks so much for coming on this episode with me. Thanks for having me, I'm so excited. Oh, it's good to have you here. So Tegan and I actually went through high school together and I wouldn't have said that we we're in the same group at all but definitely connected post high school and throughout our lives we've both shared some similar experiences and interests. So when I knew you were coming back to Newcastle for a little stay I knew that I had to catch up with you and dive into some serious topics because your brand and your intentions align so well with this podcast and my mission. So it's so good to have you. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, we definitely have become closer over the last few years and it's been a really good example of, I guess, drifting away from some who you still love but drifting towards the people that, you know, you really connect with and that you feel really aligned with and I definitely feel that way with you. Oh, thanks, babe. Um, So this week you celebrated 28 laps around the sun. Happy birthday. Thank you. Nearly 30. Nearly there. Nearly there. (laughs) A couple of years yet. What do you think has been your biggest lesson in the last 12 months? Oh, the last 12 months has uh, not been a normal 12 months, that's for sure. I was talking about this to someone yesterday and I actually said it was someone that I was really close to growing up and as I'm back in Newcastle at the moment and have been for the last sort of four months since COVID, I'm connecting with these people that as life has progressed and I've gotten busier and I've been away, I've really like lost contact with. And so I'm, I'm having all these really like almost awkward conversations in the beginning but then they turn to these really beautiful healing conversations where these people realize that I was never I never thought I was too busy for them I never didn't want to be friends with them anymore I didn't um, draw away from them from any for any particular reason I just got busy and moved away Mm. and had new friends and new experiences and I am really I've really learned particularly in the last few months that you know, people will come in and out of your life for various, for different seasons. And that doesn't mean that you're not loving and cheering and supporting for them when you're not speaking to them, you know, for mm. six, 12, two months, three years. Um, so that's one thing I've really learned is that it's okay to let people drift in and out of your life and still love and support them from the sideline silently. That's been yeah. a more recent one. Yeah. 
Um, but there's been many in the last year. The yeah. last year's been hectic. I've been in a new relationship, navigating a new relationship with COVID. Like <laughs> it's been a lot. Definitely brings some other facets to the relationship, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. Especially a new one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. So you've got quite an incredible story and you've evolved so much in the last decade. I personally have loved watching you grow into the woman that you are today. But for those that who might not have followed your journey from the start, can you give us a little insight into your career? Absolutely. So, uh, very interesting beginning <clears throat> because I was working a very normal job um, at Pandora's, a hairdressing salon in Newcastle. And just when I was coming up to finishing my apprenticeship, the girls entered me into a competition. And I would love to say that, you know, I built my brand and I, you know, built it from scratch and I didn't have any help, but I won a competition and my life changed overnight. That's mm. the that's the honest truth. Um, I've had to stick to it and I've had to continually build it and I've had to stay relevant and I've had to con- connect with my audience because I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for those things. But I was very fortunate to have a huge boost from winning Miss Universe Australia and to be able to then capitalise on that platform as best I could. Um, and, you know, not everyone that has won that competition has gone on to, to, to have a career and to, to do the things I've done. Many of us have, many of us haven't. It's, it depends what people have chosen and whether they've chosen to stick at it or not mm-hmm. but once I had the opportunity particularly because you know I've suffered from chronic fatigue and I had my health taken away from me for a while I know that you've got to grab life by the balls really mm-hmm. you've got to, yeah. you've just got to you know take every opportunity and do everything you can to make things last because, you know, I'm not going to be doing the things I'm doing now in 20 years. I'm going to yes. be probably a mum that's navigating like 18-year-olds running around. <laughs> so, yeah, it'll be it'll be different then. But I know, I know that these, you know, 10 years since I won, it's probably been how long now? I won when I was 21. So it's been sort of seven years now. But it'll be 10 years in a few years that I've been doing this. Mm. And I don't see myself slowing down anytime soon. I'm just going to keep sticking at it and and squeeze the sponge dry. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I remember watching you when you won Miss um, Australia and I was jumping up and down. I was heard about it. Our girlfriend, mutual girlfriend, Amy, was texting me. And I was just so excited because I know how hard you work to get to that point. And I guess the the behind the scenes that it took to get there. Um, I know a couple of your career highlights outside of being Crown Miss Australia would have been the reality TV shows that you've been a part of. And both of these shows in particular, I do feel like was a little bit of a career pivot at that time from the brands that you're previously aligning with, with Mm -hmm. Miss Australia. Mm -hmm. Um, I really noticed how much more of Australia did get to see of you in I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here in comparison to Celebrity Apprentice. What do you feel like were the differences in those experiences? Oh, that's a good one. And the Miss Universe Australia versus Celebrity Apprentice versus I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here experiences were so different and they each portrayed me in such a different light. Um, For me... You know, Miss Universe Australia, I was very much uh, becoming a bit of a robotic person and not wanting to put a foot out of line and not wanting to, you know, speak in my usual ochre language. Like, I'm from Newcastle, I cut my words in half. Like, I wasn't able to do that during that time. I had to really sharpen my skills. Yeah. I actually posted a video yesterday. One of my best friends said this morning, gosh, your, present, your, like your presenting skills are getting really good. And I said, yeah, you should have seen me when I won Miss Universe Australia. They were like, okay. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, it's been, it's been a big journey. But it went from that and being stuck in this like 
robotic. I have to be perfect. I have to be a good role model. I can't swear. I can't drink in public kind of year. Mm. Um, And then when I was released from that contract, I think it was about a year and a half later, I did Celebrity Apprentice and they had – they knew what they wanted from me out of that show. So they had, you know, 15 contestants and they had each person slot into a character Mm. in their plot. Mm. And I was the – they wanted someone who kind of dressed like a bimbo but had a really great work work ethic and had business acumen. And to get on that show, like they, my agent called me and said, look, we're not going to put you forward because they want someone with business acumen and you're 22 years old. No offence, but I don't, I don't think it's right. And I said, no, 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 please put me forward. I really want – I want to give it a crack. Just yep. get me a meeting with Channel – uh, nine I think it was and I'll go in and I'll do my best and I went in I basically pitched myself to the network I had all of these people that I would contact for sponsorships I had all these venues I would host events at I would have I had all these ideas and I went in and they said great we want you to dress as a bimbo but we want you to be the smart bimbo basically yes. you know we want you to show Australia that just because you're pretty doesn't mean you don't have brains and, and you're not a hard worker And so it was great in some ways and it definitely showcased my abilities to, I guess, do great things. But I hated that I was dressed up in these pink dresses with these curly Miss Universe waves with these big hoop earrings because I was like, I've just come out of a year of having to do that and that's actually not me. And I just started to stress that people were never going to see the real me, which was very much a tomboy from Newcastle who loves to get her hands dirty and play footy with the boys. Mm. So then a few years later, um, I got a phone call uh, from my manager saying, you're going into the jungle. (laughs) And I was like, what? What a call to get. And I think because I'd spent so long, you know, playing this perfectly polished, always had makeup on, always had spray tan on girl, that I was actually terrified. I was like, oh no, like I don't know how to be the tomboy girl from Newey anymore. I'd almost like trained it out of me. Mm. And I I know my friends noticed it. I know my closest girlfriends were probably feeling a little bit disconnected from me for a while because I was definitely in a different state of mind. Mm. Um, But I said yes and I went over there and I wasn't allowed to wear makeup, brush my hair. Like we had nothing. We had no – we had – I think we had like this deodorant that didn't work um, (laughs) and this like bicarb soda toothpaste because you weren't allowed to harm the environment over there. So we couldn't use anything. We hadn't – I didn't see myself in a mirror for six weeks. Like I was like doing these top knot things like trying to figure out, you know, how to look half decent on national television but I really was forced to let go of my entire identity and kind of go back to my roots. So – yeah, I feel like that was the best thing that I, I ever did for my brand was go on a show as crazy as that. Yeah, you were so authentic on that show and raw and it was so nice to see that that side of you that I guess because you were so made up 100% yeah. of the time in your previous work, like it was just so good to see you like that. I'm sorry, that was a really long answer. But um, <laughs> it's been it's been a very uh, bit of a roller coaster ride with the differences in my jobs. Mm, yes, and... Just digressing into your health journey, you mentioned that you did suffer with chronic fatigue, which we will get into. Um, As you know, I too was diagnosed with chronic fatigue. It's something that we both shared and experienced and not a lot of people have it or had it at that time. Mm. Um, And it's something that I think definitely bonded us over the years. It's a health condition that I suppose isn't at the forefront of 
medical practitioners. And for those that don't know, chronic fatigue is a disease characterised by profound fatigue, sleep abnormalities, pain and other symptoms that are made worse by exertion. Um, can you take us back to when you first discovered this? What was sort of going on? What was showing up for you there? So it actually started off for me as some really bad gut issues. I couldn't go to the toilet. I'll put it simply. Like there was about a year there where I just had such so much pain in my belly and I was so um, like swollen all the time and I ended up seeing a naturopath and starting to work on that. Um, but I'd never been healthy in my childhood or my teens. I'd always, you know, come home from school and eat an Easy Mac or nachos or like, you know, I bought a, a, like a cheese and bacon roll and boost bar and salt and vinegar chips was my lunch at school. Like Delicious. My God. Sounds awesome. I, like, you know, <laughs> it, was, it was delicious at the time, but like yeah. it was adding to just a, a toxic load in my body mm. um, that my my, you know, genetic makeup couldn't handle I know some people can you know go out drinking all the time and and eat what they want and eat the sugar and do things but I'm not I now know I'm not genetically designed to live a lifestyle like that and I you know no one probably should but some people can definitely tolerate it more than others Um, and yeah I guess I I had the gut issues went to Paris was working as a model wasn't eating well, was starving my body at that point. That was a really tough time because I had to stay under a certain measurement to be able to stay in Paris. They were basically measuring me every few days at the agency. So I did a lot of damage then. And then when I came back from Paris, I think it was probably six months after that, that I started noticing that I was getting to the afternoon and just needing to sleep. Like I would have these three-hour naps in the afternoon and wake up and go, oh, my God, what have I done? Mm. And it just kept getting worse and worse until, you know, I was needing to sleep or wanting to sleep for like 15, 16 hours straight um, and just not feeling refreshed when I woke up in the morning. It's like you sleep, you know what it's like, you sleep for, you know, 12 hours and you wake up and you're like, I don't feel like I've slept. Oh, totally. I remember when I was first diagnosed, I was a little bit younger than you. I was in towards the end of year 10 and I had glandular fever and I took six weeks off school with glandular fever, but I didn't get better. And Mm. no one really knew why I was so unwell. Um, And it was in, I think, that final term of school that then I was diagnosed with depression. But now I look back and I wonder, was I depressed or was it chronic fatigue? And I was sick and I was just really, really sick for a really long time. And I was on antidepressants for a couple of years after that. But um, the chronic fatigue... I also, throughout that time from 16 to 18, I started drinking, I started smoking, I was going out four out of seven nights a week. Like Mm. it was also to band-aid across the fact that I couldn't sleep when I was at home not going out. So I had all of this insomnia, I had pain um, and it wasn't until that I too saw a naturopath and they redirected my habits and I was able to finally, you know, work on some healing modalities to incorporate to my, you know, daily rituals to make myself feel better and it took years to get in front of it. I think the thing that's a really great point you made, I think the thing that people don't realise when they speak to you and I who have clearly come a long way with with our knowledge and how we treat our bodies, when you have been living a certain way and you wake up one day and your health is failing, you have no idea where to start. Mm. You don't know who to see, what to take, what to do. And it it's a journey. It's a massive journey of learning and understanding the body and, you know, spending money and seeing different practitioners. Um, and, you know, if anyone is experiencing any kind of health issue, I, I guess my number one thing is you just have to stick at it and don't give up and mm. 
keep having a second, third, fourth, fifth opinion if you're not getting answers because it's debilitating when you wake up one day and you're just not able to function. And it's really funny because I remember being at school and, and you talking about your chronic fatigue and me being like, oh my gosh, she's taking all this time off school. Like, I mm. remember that so vividly. And when I was diagnosed, I remember you were the only other person I ever knew that had had it. And it just gave me that like tiny bit of solace knowing that someone else who was young mm. had experienced this. Because when you get diagnosed when you're in your early 20s and you, for you, it was even younger. Yeah. You are really shocked because you don't believe that your health could be failing you at such a young age. Oh, totally. And I didn't have an, a sound understanding of health in the first place. I thought my three 30-minute walks a week were going to help yeah. me to, you know, lose weight when I was putting myself on these silly diets at that age too. Like, And nutrition plays a huge role like, mm. and, and gut health and things. And I was not doing anything to look after myself back then. I know that probably three, four months into post glandular fever and not recovering and still being quite unwell when we mm. went back to my GP he upped my antidepressants because I wasn't sleeping I had really bad insomnia so I was up all night and then going to school the next day and he upped my antidepressants so that I could sleep so I was taking these drowsy this drowsy medication to help me sleep because I was only 16 mm. um, and I could only take so much medication and then I was trying to get up getting ready for school and I was just like a zombie it's just like a year of my life I barely remember because I was such a zombie that's sad that's terrible one thing I remember is the doctor diagnosing me with tablets for depression and me taking the script away and battling with it every like I think I went to hand it in like five times but something was stopping me yes. and eventually I went back to another doctor who understood me and I said I don't think that I'm depressed I think that I'm down in the dumps and starting to feel depressed because I have an invader in my body and I can't function properly. Mm. I'm not a depressive person. There's something causing this that's more physical and that's, you know, creating an emotional, you know, flow and effect. Yeah. So what do you think were the key healing modalities that you incorporated that really changed your health at that time? Well, for me to this day, we still don't know exactly what the fatigue was. You know, chronic fatigue can very much be a blanket term for we don't know what's wrong with you. We thought that the EBV was a massive contributing factor and I still sometimes, you know, work over, overwork out or burn myself out and I can't, I can't get back to feeling energised. So I still have to be careful. So there's still a part of me that goes, okay, well, is it still the EBV that's sort of in my system dormant and I just have to keep that at bay. One of the best things I ever did was um, get on a herbal tonic that had some really strong um, antiviral, anti-EBV sort of um, herbs in it and it was one big bottle with all of these herbs that EBV hated and that was a big yeah. turning point for me. Wow. And I still, I still go and have that mixed up sometimes if I'm going through a stressful work time or, you know, particularly for me when I've got a lot of public speaking or, or any live television or anything, I can get really stressed about that. So I do take that tonic now mm -hmm. um, because I know that the EBV is – it's in your system forever, you know, you've yes. kind of got to manage it from that point forward. So depending on what, you know, I don't like to talk in too much depth about the fatigue thing because honestly, everyone needs to figure out their own fatigue puzzle. Yeah. It's such a big spectrum of, of problems and, and fatigue is kind of a symptom of so many different illnesses. So you really do have to do your own digging. But my biggest piece of advice is don't settle with, you know, the first piece of 
you know, or the first opinion, if it's not working, move on. Oh, totally. And I definitely agree with you there. Like it seems never ending when you're researching and trying to understand the problem um, and the root of it. But for me, something that really changed was having routine and structure and taking a look at the the foundations that our bodies need to thrive. So nutrition, sunlight, water, Mm. um, diet, you know, your habits every day. Like, And once you've got those things on track, everything else normally um, falls into place for me. So I know when it does sort of come back up or have a flare up, there's a reason, you know, am I doing the foundation work to make sure that my chronic fatigue is being taken care of sort of thing? love that I think I've gotten to a point now where I see those things as such simple things that I actually forget to mention to people that maybe don't have as much of a passion about health that I do that you know sunlight water vitamin d you know good clean food whole foods exercise I forget to say those things because I just take them for granted now and just they they come so naturally to me that I look you know I'm looking at the deeper stuff now like all right what is this virus doing how do we cleanse it and detox it out of my body you know forever like yeah Yeah, absolutely I love that you've brought it back to the the real (laughs) simple basics you know and not overcomplicating it a little bit yeah um so Teagues I feel like a lot of people don't know this about you but you actually are an accredited health coach and you studied sorry studied with the highly reputable IIN yes I did yes Um, so what From what I understand, this is a pretty in-depth course. What prompted you to go down this road? For me, it was probably when I was at a point where I knew that I'd come so far with my health, but I wanted more. I wanted more of an understanding as to why it felt so hard to get everything into balance. Mm. And... The IIN course, I heard Melissa Ambrosini talk about it a lot. I knew Rachel Finch had done it. There were a lot of people that I really look up to and admire that had done it. And I, you know, it wasn't a cheap course, you know. I think it was $7,000 or something, which, you know, it's it's a big investment. But I was at a point where I, I was hungry for more information. And the course was incredible. The first thing that, you know, you learn is about the life wheel, which is basically – Here's the life wheel. If it's out of balance, you're going to be suffering as a result. So it's like, you know, where are your relationships at? What's happening with your home cooking? How's your spirituality? What's your creativity looking like? Um, how are, How's your career? How's your purpose? And it sort of gives you this um, wheel with all of these really important life parts to it that you start to start, sort of get an understanding of, all right, well, if that's out of balance, then my circle isn't whole. Mm. And it was a turning point for me in learning that I needed to start looking at my spiritual and emotional health, not just my physical health, which mm. is, had been something that I'd pretty much mastered. You know, I'd done everything I could to understand, you know, my gut health, my, you know, heavy me- heavy metal levels, my EBV. Like I'd, I knew my body, like, you know, better than most and it still I still wasn't feeling like I was completely energized and feeling happy in the mind and there was just something missing so that Mm. course for me was the missing piece of the puzzle I I finished it and I thought to myself I understand now what I need to do Mm. and that's when I went on a big journey of looking at my spiritual and my emotional health and going back and you know, trying to clear some of the childhood trauma, which, you know, trauma seems like a big word, but we've all got trauma, whether yeah. it be small small scale or big scale. 
you'd be surprised at how some things that may seem so small to other people have affected you on such a deep level. Yes. And seeing thing, seeing people like kinesiologists and I saw a hypnotherapist at one point. I've seen psychologists. I have um, my coach, David Lomond, who's been coaching me since I was 19, who basically checks in with me every now and then. And we, we look at what needs some work and how my behaviours are playing out and what I might need to do um, to unlearn that behaviour. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just helped me understand that my emotions play such a big role on you know causing stress, which in you know wreaks havoc on your body really. Oh, totally. And I know you, um, your spiritual journey is something that you've dived into the last couple of years more yeah. so than um, prior to that, and particularly the last twelve months, really tuning into your emotional frequency and leaning into that inner compass or intuition. Can you share a little bit about this journey? Absolutely. So. It's probably started for me a few years ago. I um, was influenced and inspired by a partner I was with who was just so strong. Like mentally, he he just he just knew how to handle extreme hardship, and he had more hardship than I'd ever seen anyone go through. And it's funny when you you know you date these guys that have had, I guess, what you would. Say what would seem as quite easy lives you know they still have all their grandparents they've still they've got a beautiful big extended family their parents are still together they haven't experienced death or you know lost a job or like Mm. they've just they've had it you know pretty good yet they're like a nightmare to date (laughs) (laughs) and then and then I met this guy that had had you know all these issues and Mm. been through so much yet he was just powering through life and um, I, I definitely adopted a lot of his practices and have carried them on into, into my future. Um, I met a lot of really great people through him that I'm still friends with that have inspired me, particularly, you know, you know Holly. Um, yes. Yep. Who I've just finished a course called Manifestation and Magic with Holly and she has been such a big inspiration to me in learning that what – I put out from a vibrational energy perspective is going to be attracted back in. And I know that that's really hard to grasp when you haven't heard it before. It's an, it's a new concept. It, it's like, what the frig are you talking about? Yeah. But for me, it's been like years and years of, of learning to, I guess, find ways to move my body from any states of sort of grief or pain or sadness or anger or resentment towards anyone about mm. anything mm. – um, you know, moving away from those states and starting to bring myself into the higher vibe states mm. and also knowing that you can't be in high vibe states all the time. That's the human experience. We're always going to dip into those states but trying not to sit in them for too long because when we do that, we're vibrating at a very low frequency and we're not attracting in the higher vibe sort of, I guess, experiences. Yeah, wow. You're definitely someone who has influenced my desire to explore this within myself I, like you, went through Catholic schooling and I never really felt particularly connected to religion. Like, I feel like it was expected of us to to feel that connection, but I never did. But what I have felt quite drawn to is vibrations and energy and I've loved evolving personally the last couple of years in self-development because it's really been how I've become so drawn to leaning into my inner compass and understanding the abilities, I suppose, that my body does have the ability to tell me that I can do something when I want to do something and how I want to do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I love that. And also I'll start this conversation, which is probably going to go a little bit deeper, but I'll start by saying just because you believe in the law of attraction doesn't mean you can't be religious. 
So I'm the same. We went to the same school. We we practiced, you know, we were loose practicing Catholics. Um, and I still, I still wonder, and I'm still curious and inquisitive about about religion. And I'm very open minded. I I can't say that I've gotten to a point where I'm sure about anything yet. But when I speak to various mentors in my life, and they say, you know, the law of attraction doesn't mean, and you know, manifesting things. Is, is science you know there's philosophers out there doing university degrees exploring you know these I think it's physics like these concepts of you know everything's vibrating at a certain energy this table's vibrating this microphone's vibrating this water's vibrating you and I are vibrating but obviously our vibrations change yeah and that is a scientific concept and you know a good a good place to start if you're new to all of this is to watch the water experiment uh, that was the first thing that we were told to do in the course with Holly. Wow. And it really opened my eyes up to understanding this This stuff is science, you yes. know, and it's not woo-woo. And you can, you can kind of make it sound woo-woo if you explain it wrong. But I loved that she would always bring the science in to back it up because I've always been a little bit sceptical of all of this universe stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm really starting to grasp it now and understand that, you know, Whilst it sounds very spiritual and woo-woo, it's it's also it's always it's also got some science to back it. For people that are maybe at the um, the infant stages of their spiritual journey, can you give a little snapshot into what law of attraction actually is and what that means? Oh, where do you start? So, as I mentioned, everything's vibrating in a certain frequency, and there's something called the scale of consciousness, which is what I just mentioned in that you you know you have your really low vibe vibrating frequencies in the in the emotions like grief and resentment and anger and sadness and fear they are low vibe they are the lowest vibrating frequency so if we're walking around in that state we are attracting other objects experiences and things that are vibrating at that frequency so you know your amazing dream job is, vib- is going to be vibrating at a, at a high frequency. You're not, you're not going to attract that in when you're sitting in these emotions. If you, if you Google the scale of consciousness, it, it's a really easy way to see what I'm talking about yeah. when I say that these are the low vibrating, vibrating emotions and then these are the high ones. So they're things like joy, enlightenment, um, love, you know, really, really nice. And, you know, things that when you're feeling, you know, I don't know, I get them when I'm in the car sometimes when I'm driving along and I'll just be like... Oh, I'm so happy like and I'll, I'll be listening to one of my favorite songs and I'll just be like it'll be a sunny day like you yeah. know things like that like sun for me is big on shifting my state yeah and I'll just be like oh I'm feeling just I'm feeling high vibe today that is that is when I'm in a high vibe state that is the law of attraction when I'm in that state is when I want to start manifesting shit yes. because that's when I'm going to draw in the goodness yeah everyone understands it to a certain extent everyone has said in their life I don't really vibe with that girl Mm. or it's not really my it's not really my vibe or oh I just don't feel connected to her she's not really my type yes that is that is that is why more of attraction you're not attracted to that person because you're vibrating on different frequencies wow that's insane definitely a lot of that's just so educational. Thank you for sharing because I got I got some I'm takeaways there. No expert at this, um, but there are many many 
really profound teachers in this field that you can watch YouTube videos, you can yeah. read books. There's so much out there. Yeah, I've been looking at doing Holly's course actually, so I definitely need to give that a good crack because oh, I think I'll amazing. get so much out of it. I want to digress a little bit. I know that this topic is quite raw online at the moment and in the media right now. And I do feel like every day the news stories are just covering this pandemic, COVID. Um, and it obviously has impacted so much of all of our lives. You're obviously in Newcastle because you can't go home to Melbourne. And I imagine your business has been impacted because of the restrictions of work opportunities. But outside of financially and being back home, take, how has COVID impacted your mental state these past few months? Initially, it broke me. There was a month there where work slowed down. I felt really lost and unsure about my future. And, you know, I'm, I'm 28. I'm coming up to I'm, – I'm approaching 30 and I want a family more than anything. I want to be a mum. So – I was upset because I had gained so much momentum in the last few years, particularly last year, and I thought to myself, this is not – this timing is not good for me, you know. I, I was doing so well last year and then it feels like things came to an abrupt halt. However, I – because of what I've learned over the last few years and because I've learned to change my state and I know how to do it now after many years of practice – I did. I, I used the tools that I have to wake up in the morning and continually change my state as best I could. There were days, don't get me wrong, where I sat around moping, went and had massages, you know, just gave up on any concept of trying to work. But then I would pick myself up the next day and I would put myself in the high vibe state and I started to pivot my business. I started thinking, okay, entrepreneurs talk about this all the time. When shit goes wrong, pivot. There's always a way. There is, you know, a reason that 1% of the world is rich and the rest are struggling. It's because mm. their mindset is different. Mm. And I did. I started talking to my management about how I wanted to start pivoting a little bit more into the wellness space. I wanted to showcase a lot more of what actually goes in my life on my channel because I finally had the space created because of COVID and not going to all these events and hosting all these things and presenting and doing all these things for various genres that I love. But, you know, yeah. behind that, behind the Tegan you see with the microphone in her hand, with the glamorous makeup on and this, you know, beautiful dress is actually someone who works really freaking hard at her health. Yeah. In every way, as we've spoken about, not just physically, emotionally, spiritually, I'm, I'm at it. If I'm yeah. not working or if I'm not enjoying time with my friends and my family, I'm working at my health. Mm -hmm. And so I started putting out a lot of content. I started making cooking videos and, you know, talking about anxiety and different tools I use to cope with that. And, I, and my whole channel, you can see where it just like shifts. Yeah. And... For a while there, my agent sort of said, we want you to, you know, keep keep at it with the Tegan's treats. We love the Tegan's treats. And I'm like, do you know how long it takes me to make one of those videos? <laughs> like, no one's paying me to do this. Yeah. Like, it takes me a full day and a half by the time I've set up the kitchen, got the ingredients, come up with a concept, talked about it, edited the video. It's it's a, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I did, but I kept going. I kept myself busy. I kept at it. I wasn't making a cent from a lot of those videos. And it was so funny because... You know, a few months later, I get the first call saying, you know, Lorna Jane and Happy Way want to sponsor one of these videos. And I had a lot of other jobs going on. And I haven't struggled. I'll, I'll be honest. I've been really fortunate because I have such great relationships with my long-term clients that I've been okay. But for me, having one of those Lorna Jane videos, having one of those Tegan's Treats videos sponsored that were just this new weird concept I've come up with and just had worked at was like 
see, I can do anything. Yeah. I can pivot my business in, you know, a, a, I guess we're in a recession. Like, you mm. know, there's always a way. You just have to find a way to get out of the neg mindset. And I know it's hard and I still battle with it daily, but you you treat it like a muscle. You work on it. And a lot of my friends, you know, will say, you know, come on, Teg, you haven't been to the gym in a while. And yeah, I hadn't been to the gym in two weeks. Or I haven't gone for a walk because I didn't feel like it. Yep. And I was working on my emotional health. And I look at them and go, well, you haven't flexed your emotional muscle or gone and seen someone to speak about your issue. You know, like mm. everyone's got their things that they put their energy into. And mine is making sure that I am in a high vibe state as much as I can be throughout my week. Yes. And I think coming back to those foundations, nutrition exercise water sunlight yes. those things once once you do those those foundations you set up for the day and your mindset shifts automatically almost you Absolutely. know what I mean and figuring out which ones are best for you like mm. me going and doing smashing myself in a crossfit workout you know occasionally fine but it it's not doesn't work for me mm. you know it makes me exhausted and feel more shit than I did before it. Yeah, so, so we're, we're complete opposites totally. in that sense because I, if I do that, if I go into a high-intensity workout, just give me 16 minutes of something hectic yep. and I am good to go for yep. like a month. I'm, I'm sweet again. But yep. for you, it takes time to recover. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's like, you know, I, I, I have to get my heart rate up and I do exercise, but I'm not going to go and do an hour of high-intensity mm star jumps like <laughs> star jumps. it doesn't work for me it's not you know intuitively it doesn't feel good yeah. so why would I do it yeah absolutely if you remember I was actually on a flight coming down to see you the week before the COVID lockdown occurred in Newcastle and you and I called it like I think five days or something before the flight because I was pregnant and it just wasn't safe for me or for you mm. just traveling interstate um now I was at home with three children and heavily pregnant and I went through some major sleep deprivation at that time because of my um, my son Jesse, but I thought I had postnatal depression because mm -hmm. of that lockdown. Like I was at home with three kids and, you know, six months pregnant and like it was horrible. I remember one time I ran out of baby wipes and because it was a risk to take Jesse to the shops, I couldn't go to the shops. My husband mm -hmm. left for work and I was like, do I risk my mum's health by saying, can you go to the shops? Do I risk my best friend's health by saying, can you go to Woolies for me? Because we were having these big outbreaks, yes. Mm -hmm. Um in Newcastle at that point, I was freaking out and stuck at home with no baby wipes and oh a gosh. baby with a dirty nappy. And it was, you know, sitting there sobbing, crying. And it was I can just only imagine the kind of creative things I would have done. Oh, <laughs> man. Like, I got the wipes. It was <laughs> fun. My husband went and got the wipes and came home. But it was just horrific at that point. And um, I just want to digress the conversation to the loneliness pandemic going on in Australia right now because that is huge and it's not being spoken about enough. Mm. There have been 1,200 deaths in Australia since March yeah, which is just wow. insane to me how do you think people like yourself who do have the ability to influence people online how do you think you guys can utilize your online platform to bring more conversations to this topic I feel like we are in a very powerful position in that we can be that smiling face for people when they, you know, turn their, their Instagram on in the morning and they're watching stories. There's people for me that when I go on their page and they're really conversational and just tell me what's going on and they're really honest about what's going on in their, you know, messy house or whatever, I'm like, I I feel like I'm not alone because I'm, you know, part of your world. Mm. Um, and then there's, you know, other times where I go on and I get caught up 
down a rabbit hole of the wrong type of people or content and it just makes me feel horrible. Mm. So, I mean, we are in a powerful position in that we can use our platforms to be the, sh- the, sh- the beacon of light for people right now. We can, you know, share what's going on, be happy, be smiley, tell people when we're feeling like shit so that they don't think that they're alone. Um, it is it is hard for everyone. It doesn't matter whether you, you know, have a platform and you've got a beautiful audience and community or not. Mm-hmm. We all feel disconnected and lonely at times and right now that is exacerbated times a million because we're stuck at home. I said to my partner last night when we were out for dinner, I said, I just feel – I just don't feel myself. Like I just – I can't put my finger on what kind of feels a little bit like there's a void in some area of my life and I can't work out if it's personal or professional or I, I really can't but there's something going on and I just need you to listen right now and and he you know he listened and he didn't really give a lot of advice but that's not what people need sometimes people just need a you know a, a listening ear yeah. and if you can you know check in on your five closest ones that you haven't spoken to in a while you know FaceTime them FaceTime's amazing. You know, it's not the same as being next to them, but it's a whole lot better than just a phone call. Yeah, it allows connection. Absolutely. So, you know, there's so many ways we can try and stay in contact throughout this and this, you know, may not be going away anytime soon. So we really need to figure out how we can make sure that we are there for as many people in our life that we can right now without being physically next to them. Yeah, I love that. So tell me... What is next for the Tegan Martin brand? You've always got something in the pipeline. I hate so. this question. <laughs> <laughs> Only what's because next? I could never share what's next. Yeah. And what, what would be the dream <sighs> for you next? What are you manifesting right now? <laughs> I can't tell you that because I've already <laughs> manifested it. <laughs> there is something in the pipeline that has been, you know, it's blown my mind how quickly I've attracted this in. Mm. And it's just showing me that, I'm sharpening my manifesting skills and and you know when I when I was first learning you know how to attract great things into your life it felt like it took ages for it to come yes and it was like this thing that I had to keep working at whereas it's like as I said it's like that muscle that gets stronger like I feel like I'm shortening the time now of where of how I'm attracting it in and there's a big thing at the moment that is in the pipeline that I'm super excited about. It is something I've been wanting for a very long time, but something that I've really honed my focus in on in the last year. And because I stopped myself about a year ago and said, okay, you're all over the shop. You've got so many different things going on. And I think the universe is a little bit confused by what you actually want. And I stopped myself and I I said, what do you want, Tegan? What above all what do you want? And I started writing it down. I started visualizing myself doing it. And I got a phone call about a month ago. Um, and it, it may be coming to fruition. So stay tuned. Yeah, can't wait. Um, I do. I would love to share with you all. Um, there's a few other, you know, really great brands that I'm looking at signing with that are so aligned with, with who I am and what I'm about. And, and you know, products that I use regularly so there's just some really great stuff coming up and I do feel that it has been as a result of me learning to pivot my brand during this time and learning to shift my mindset as much as I could out of those low vibe states Mm. 
That's awesome. So exciting. I can't wait to find out what they all are. <laughs> um, so just You'll know before everyone else. Yeah, I will probably will, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Um, just to finish off this conversation, Teg, I have a question that I love asking all of my guests because I personally always take something out of it and inject it into my day, and I know that listeners do as well. What is something or some things that you do each day that take care of you from the inside out? Oh, there's so many. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so I wouldn't say every day, but I'm really big on taking my herbal tonic. It It depends what I'm going through at the time and what my naturopath has made up, but at the moment I'm taking one that has, you know, things like raspberry leaf and things in it that are really great for hormones and um female health yep yep uh because that's what that's what i need at the moment and i and i have this disgusting tasting tonic i'm, I'm usually having one at most most times um and it's just depending what i'm going through but i really feel that that completely changes my health from the inside out it yeah. you know helps my skin it helps my mindset um it is clearly doing something to the inside that then reflecting on the outside um the other thing that I love doing that I feel is so pure in helping your health physically um is infrared saunas I'm okay big, I'm big on my infrared saunas I feel that you know we're consuming lots of toxins and there's pesticides on our food and there's you know there's so many things that you know, we're breathing in air that's not clean, like things that are out of our control, things yeah. that aren't going to change. But what we can do is work on minimising the toxins and releasing and that is something that I'm constantly focused on. Every day I wake up and I go, how can I, how can I reduce my toxic load today or how mm. can I detox something today that I might have had yesterday? Yep. And, you know, sweat, having a good sweat, whether yeah. it be through exercise or going in an infrared sauna – is you know really healing for me mm. and it it also helps my skin really glow so it's yeah, it's, yeah definitely one that I helps you from the inside for out. years i used to love going in them it's definitely something that i need to take yeah. up infrared again. infrared yeah. heats infrared your body from the inside out and releases i think it's 20 percent more toxins don't quote me um yes. whereas a regular steam sauna is more around the three percent toxins right yeah I didn't know that. that's incredible Thank you. So go and have a sauna, guys. (laughs) I highly recommend. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me today, babe. I love that I've had this opportunity to chat with you. So thank you for setting aside your time and energy. I know this episode will resonate with so many women. My absolute pleasure. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Inside Out. I really want to grow in this space and make sure these stories and experiences are heard. If this episode resonated with you, I would love to hear from you. Please leave me a review and hit subscribe to ensure you don't miss our next conversation. Please also join me on Instagram and let me know what you thought about this episode at Inside Out with Chris. I can't wait to share more with you really soon.